0: open heaven I started on last week but I want to continue it on today open heaven say this out your mouth say I am living living under an open heaven amen Amen. say that again I am living living under an open heaven amen Amen. do me a favor turn me up in the house just a little bit and um, if you can put that organ in this uh, these monitors up here because I don't hear none of that amen praise the Lord hallelujah um why open heaven um I was praying about this and um i had went out of town went on vacation had took about t- uh, two weeks off took one sunday off and i was praying about where the lord was taking us we we took the whole month of august and we talked about prayer and we believe that god is getting ready to answer our prayers and i said well god where do you want me to go from here and the lord kept just saying two words in my ear over and over again an open heaven. I remember I was flying to California, and as I was flying, I'm on the plane and I'm watching something on, on the screen, and the Lord just kept saying, An open heaven, in open heaven. And sometimes when the Lord speaks, um, I kind of downplay it sometimes because I think it'd be me. And I say, Okay, well, that makes sense that I'm up in this air. <laughs> it looked like an open heaven. Amen. Especially when you get above those clouds. And the Lord said, No. You need to declare over the people of God That they are getting ready to go into a season Of an open heaven Okay, Um, Because I believe That God is ushering this church And these people Hear this Into a season Of prosperity Increase And overflow I need to declare that one more time I need to declare that one more time because some of you need to grab this. I believe that God is ushering this church into a season of prosperity, increase, and overflow. Now, now Deacon Larry this messed with me because when I watched the news, everybody talking about we getting ready to go through a recession. And, and I said, Lord, how are you going to tell me to declare all these people? They're getting ready to step into prosperity, increase, and overflow. And it looked like this country is getting ready to go through a recession. And the Lord said to me, am I not the God that can keep my people even in the time of a famine? In fact, no matter if the if if the world goes through a famine, my people will go through a season of pros- I will prosper you right in the midst of the famine. Okay. So I want to decree and declare over somebody's life today that God is getting ready to shift you into a season of prosperity, increase and overflow. I need somebody to just say prosperity, increase and overflow. Can you just testify to your neighbor cuz they don't believe that and speak that over your neighbor and tell your neighbor say neighbor, I speak over your life. Prosperity, increase and overflow. In fact, let me set this up because you need to go somewhere with this. In fact, God is wanting to shift us, hear this, from just barely making ends meet to living life in the more than enough. Okay, okay all right, all right, okay. God is wanting to move us from bankrupt to bountiful blessed, from overdrawn to overflow he's getting ready to move you from the negative to the positive okay god says i'm getting ready to take those that will believe my word and discipline their life to the place that i can open heaven in your direction god and i need somebody that believes that with me that heaven is getting ready to open in your direction okay and over the next few weeks We are going to learn the principles found in God's word that will anchor us and propel us that whatever state our finances are in, we will be able, watch this, to manage the moment. This is about for five of y'all that can receive this, that really want this word on today, that's been believing that there's more than what you're seeing, that there's there's more out there than what you've been living. I I just want to release this over your life. God told me to tell you, you're about to be more blessed than you've ever been before. okay Okay. I ain't got nobody that really believe God this ain't no fairy tale, cause y'all know I ain't no money preacher is there anybody in here that say I've been feeling something that that I've been feeling like there's been things that's been held back for a long time but I came to decree and declare that heaven is getting ready to open up in your direction and you getting ready to be more blessed than you've ever been before I don't care how much money you had in 2017 get ready cause God said I'm getting ready to bless your life Better than before. I need somebody here to lift up your hands and say, I'm going to be blessed better. All right. All right. All right. Watch this. Watch this. If you check the gospel, you check the gospels, you will discover that Jesus never asked anyone for money. Didn't I blow your mind this time, didn't I? Jesus... Never asked anyone for money. I know that's right. So the church don't need to be asking me for no money. Come here, boo. <laughs> Let me get your life together. But you will also see in the gospels that Jesus talked more about money than even heaven or hell combined. Didn't he get quiet? <sighs> he talked more about money than heaven and hell combined 16 of his 38 parables address money and possessions in fact one in 10 verses in the gospels talked about money and possessions Mm -hmm. and the question becomes why would Jesus talk more about money and possessions in heaven or hell you ready for this here's a revelation because it is easier to trust God with our eternity than it is to trust him with our money it's easier to trust God with our eternity than it is for, him, for us to trust him with our money. I can trust you with my future, Lord. <laughs> but I got to trust you with my money. I mean, I can trust you with my hallelujah. It's easy for me to come in here, hallelujah. <laughs> but God said, but can you trust me with that bag? And it's hard for us. Let's be real. It's hard for us because we worked hard for the money. So hard for the money. We work hard for the money, so you better treat it. Okay, all right. So Donna, Donna Summer Spirit in here. Especially, watch this, if you grew up not having much and now you got a little more, it's hard to give anybody, including God, that level of trust. With something you ain't never had before. I discovered, watch this, that it's easier to trust God when you broke. Because you ain't got nothing anyway. It's easy to trust God when you're broke. But it gets really difficult when broke is no longer the season you're in. And God still says, Can you trust me now? Because here's what I discovered. Catch this revelation. Lord Lord showed me this and this thing messed me up. You ready for this? Because the greater the money, watch this, the greater your imagination kicks in for what you can do with the money. You plotting on Friday already. I feel a spirit right over here. I'll cast it out, I promise you. It's amazing that the more money you make, the bigger your imagination gets. Used to be a time you just prayed to go on a cruise. But now your money done got a little bigger. Oh, I'm going to Europe. (laughs) And you from the hood. You don't even know how to spell Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. How many know your imagination get real big the more money you make, the more money you get? Your imagination gets real big. And we battle with the concept of trusting God with our finances because our society teaches us that if we had more money, you would be happier. It teaches you and me that if we had more money, we'd just be happier. In fact, if you had more money, then all my problems would go away. But, But Bishop P. Diddy told us more money means more problems the fact that we have more money will not solve our problems and even though we are blessed to live in a prosperous nation studies show that money is one of the leading causes of stress and pressure Money can cause and create problems in relationships because money is one of the leading causes of divorce in our country. It ain't infidelity. It's money issues. And my assignment for us is to usher us into preparation for what God is getting ready to release from our open heaven. God told me to tell you the clouds are getting ready to part. The sky is moving and God is about to release the greatest blessing in your life. In fact, God told me to tell you, and what was held up will not be held up any longer. You are under an open heaven. I need you to grab your neighbor by the hand, shake it real good, and tell them it won't be held up any longer. God is getting ready to open up heaven in your direction. Somebody give God glory if you believe that word. Somebody holler, but we must master our money. Mm. Because if we don't know how to master our money, our our money will master us. If we don't control, watch this, what we think about money, we will never control what we do with our money. Mm -hmm. And God offers a path from financial pressures to financial peace through, watch this, wise stewardship and generosity. You want to go from financial pressure to financial peace? You need two things. Wise stewardship and generosity. Mm -hmm. If you want to go from financial pressure to financial peace, you need wise stewardship and generosity. How how do you get to financial peace? How do you get to financial peace? It's through wise stewardship and generosity. That's why we're going to dive into Uh, this over the next few weeks because in order to handle an open heaven you must be a wise steward and be generous walking in wisdom with our wealth and giving generously to the kingdom of God okay Uh, if you have your Bible go to Luke the 16th chapter verse number 10 Luke the 16th chapter verse number 10 Luke 16 verse number 10 somebody say "I I love the word Luke 16 verse number 10 Um, the Bible says in Luke 16 verse number 10 and verse number 11 if you are faithful in little things you will be faithful in large ones but if you are dishonest in little things you won't be honest with greater responsibilities and if you are untrustworthy with worldly wealth who will trust you with the true riches of heaven watch this money is not good or bad let me say that again money is not good or bad Money is the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. So, money is not good or bad. You know what money is? You ready for this? Money is a test. It's a test. The reason Jesus talks about money so much is because money, watch this, is the chief competitor for our hearts. There is a battle that is going on for our hearts and money has the ability to turn your heart. Money has the ability to turn your mood. Money has the ability to turn your ambitions. Money has the ability to turn your motivations. How do I know? Because you can give God a good praise until you think about your bills. <laughs> we just went through a moment where praise was high. Some of y'all, 'Cause your mind was on your money and not on your master. See, it's easy to give God praise when all the bills are paid. But a true worshipper know how to worship him when you got bills left and right. And you don't know how to you're gonna pay them. You go hard in worship until you start thinking about what you think you deserve that you don't have. Did you hear what I just said? I mean, your praise was real good until you started thinking about what you think you deserve that you don't have. Mm-hmm. And then your worship dries up. Well, I see why she praises. She drive a BMW. Well, you can't praise with the Hyundai. You can't praise with the 96. You can't praise with what you got. Because money has the ability to turn your heart in another direction. You don't believe me. Some of y'all don't believe me. Um, um, So let me help you uh, because I want to show you this. Uh, Money will have you falling out with people. (laughs) Okay, here's what I discovered. Here's what I discovered. I discovered, watch this. Money will have you falling out with people. Catch this, catch this, catch this, catch this. You can be in a relationship with somebody and they break your heart and you'll go back. But some of y'all, if you don't give me my money, I ain't got no real people in here. I ain't got no real people. I ain't got no real people. The relationship ended because they ain't pay their bills. And you got tired of JEA almost turning it off. I know what I'm talking good. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Money will have you falling out with people. Money will have you ending relationships never speaking to them again because they owe you some money don't tell me money ain't after your heart I know it battles for your heart because making money watch this uh, because before making money watch this church used to be a priority but now that you done made some coins watch this your trips now become your church I ain't scared of none of y'all When you have no money, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You get here early, get you a good seat. You're sitting there, praise the Lord, but you start making some coins. Well, where I need to go next? Well, I'm going to be gone for the next five weeks. And now trips become your church. And now it becomes a cycle because when you come back broke. You come in church, I need thee, oh, I need thee. (laughs) I feel they don't like me today. (laughs) Somebody say money is a test. Is Is there anybody in here that say I want to pass the test? (laughs) <laughs> bless me with money Lord but don't let my heart change give me increase and I'll make sure to praise you even in my increase give me more and I'll make sure to give you more faithfulness to God is there anybody here that want to pass the test go ahead and let's pass this test somebody open up your mouth and give God glory say God bless me with more and my praise is going to go higher bless me with more and I'll lift you up even greater Get your neighbor and say, I hope you pass the test. I hope you pass the test. (sighs) But how do you make sure that you don't allow money to turn your heart? Uh, How do you make sure that you don't allow money to turn your heart? And and it's my title of my message. It is to make sure that you understand that God is your source. This is how money don't turn your heart when you know God is your source. That everything I have I got because God gave it to me. God blessed me with what I deserve and what I didn't deserve. God made made ways for me that I couldn't do on my own. It wasn't my job, it wasn't my boss, it wasn't my income, it wasn't my career, it wasn't even my paycheck. Those were all resources, but God is my source. Ah, uh, because every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. So when you see me with whatever I have, I don't take no credit for it. All I can do is lift up my hands and say to God be the glory. For the things he has done, it ain't no credit of mine, it's because God has been good to me. How How do you make sure that I keep God as the center of being the source of all my blessings in my life? How do I make sure that I don't get the big head and start acting like I did all this? How do I make sure that I don't start walking around here and just because I used to uh, shop at Kmart, now I'm shopping at H and M? Now I think I'm so muchy muchy. How how is it? How is it that, that God can can give can give me? Uh, uh, y'all remember back in the day? Uh, come on, let me let me read your past just for a minute. Remember back in the day, uh, you used to have the little uh, sandals that were clear plastic. Yeah. Some of y'all ain't old school like I am. Feet all sweating. You can see the perspiration all through it. They came in every color and every tint. You put it with every outfit. Come on, and don't let you get some gauchos. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk real good to me. Uh, uh-huh. And God done brought you. Okay, come on, brothers. I need some brothers that, that from the hood that remember e that they had one in every single color. And you thought you was the bomb, diggity.com. Couldn't nobody tell you nothing. And now because you got some Louis Vuittons and some Givenchy, now you act like you can't give God glory and give God praise. Is there anybody here that say, I don't care what I got on when I think of the goodness of Jesus? G- Look at your neighbor and say, don't act like you did this. Don't act like you did this. Don't you act like, don't you get the big hand and think that you brought yourself. In. If it weren't for the grace and the mercy of God, I would have been consumed. But I give God all the glory because he's my source. So how do I make sure I don't get brand new? Got on a freedom t-shirt, you praise. Got on you a nice little outfit. All you do is sit there the whole service. How do you make sure you don't get brand new on God when you get something brand new? Had the raggedy car? Didn't care who parked next to you. Get you a nice car? Oh, I ain't parking over there. She don't know how to park. <laughs> you so, so brand new. You so brand new. You acted so like you all that. And the truth of the matter is all of us in here Eight, but about 30 to 60 days from being out in the streets by ourselves don't act brand new how do I not start acting brand new how do I keep him as the source number one write this down you got to accept that God is the owner and I am the steward you have to accept come on we talking about open heaven you got to accept that God is the owner and I am the steward God is the owner and the owner let me give you a, a deep definition of, of what an owner is. I need you to grab this. This is a deep um, uh, definition for what an owner is. Uh, I looked this up and, and this thing blessed my life. A owner is someone who owns. <laughs> an owner is someone who owns. God is the owner, but we are the stewards. What is a steward? It is a person that manages the affairs or responsibilities for the owner. It means we own nothing. God owns everything. But it is God that allows us to use what he owns. That whatever God blesses you with, even though you use it, it still belongs to God this changes how we look at things in our life because when we accept that whatever we have, God gave it to us on loan. It changes how we use it. I work for this car, honey. God gave you that. I paid a note. God gave you that. Well, Pastor, how God gave me that? He ain't write me no check. I'm the one that's writing that every single week. Okay, let me let me let me bless you. God is the one, watch this, that gave you the job. God is the one that is keeping you on the job because they really want you fired. Okay. God is the one that give you the strength to get up out the bed to even go to the job to do what, what God gave you. You still ain't with me. God is the one that still gave you the mental capacity to do what you do better than anybody else on that job. So if God did all that, then he's the one that gave it to you. Watch this. So what is... So what God is requiring, watch this, is that if he's the owner, we're the steward. He's requiring that we be wise stewards of whatever he gives us. We got to walk in wisdom over what he gives us. Psalms 24, verse number one, write it down. It's on the screen. The earth is the Lord's. Uh Uh-huh. New living says and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. The earth belongs to the Lord. Everything up in here belongs to the Lord. Watch this. God is the owner. You are the steward. So when we start to act like the owner instead of the steward, then we make ourselves responsible for maintaining the blessing. You missed that deep revelation right there because some of y'all need to hear that. When, When we start acting like the owner instead of the steward, then we put ourselves on the line to maintain the blessing. If we put ourselves in the place of the owner, we will try to play God. Let me bless you real good. I was done writing the sermon, and the Lord said, add this to this. Watch this. That's why even relationships become difficult for us, because we look at the person as if we own them. When in reality, God gave them to us on loan. Y'all still ain't with me. This makes sure that I'm careful in how I treat you, because here's the reality. I don't know how long God will allow you to be in my life, because you on loan. Come on, let's, let's have real talk. You love grandma. Grandma was your heart. You loved everything about her. She did no wrong in your eyes. But grandma ain't here no more. Because grandma was alone. hmm And you take that mindset to relationships and you try to hold on to people as if you're their owner. Where you at? What you doing? Call me back. Why you ain't call me back? I might not be alone to you too much longer. See, when I realize that people are just on loan from God, then I cherish them a little bit differently. And I make sure that every moment I spend with them, I don't take them for granted. Come here. I can't take my wife for granted. I can't take my husband for granted. I can't take my children for granted. Because they're just on loan from God. And I don't know how long they're going to be in my life. I just help somebody right there. And when you act like you own them, you act like they're going to always be there. That's why we go through a six-month depression over a breakup. Cause you thought you owned them, they showed you. I was on loan. Watch this. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation. Here we go. You remember Blockbuster? Yeah, y'all remember Blockbuster? You know, you didn't have uh, Red Box and you didn't have digital and you didn't have all that. Netflix, you had to go uh, to to this place called uh, Blockbuster and you had to rent all your VHS's. Y'all ain't old school like me. And so you had to get there early on a Friday because you had to make sure you got it before everybody else got it. Y'all, okay, y'all know what I'm talking about? But here's the thing. If you didn't return what did not, what was not yours, they started giving you late fees. Maybe that explains why we're holding on to some people that are driving us crazy because you're just paying the late fee of what you should have let go of a long time ago. I need you to touch your neighbor and say, return it, return it, return it. You better return it. Running your credit up. Thank you, Lord, for that revelation. See, when I realize, watch this, that I don't own anybody, I treat you better. Because I want to make sure the time I spend with you is worthwhile. I bless you instead of cursing you. Because I don't know how long you're going to be there. And when I understand that God is the owner and I am the steward, then it takes the pressure off me to bless my, try to bless myself. When I accept that God is the owner, then I don't have to force a blessing. As a steward, I just manage wisely what God gives me. I don't have to scheme on my job to get ahead. I don't have to plot on co- coworkers to get a promotion. I can do what God called me to do in excellence and watch God. Watch Here we go. And watch God release favor over your life. I felt that right there Some of you are trying to yo, You got co-workers looking at you Trying to figure out how you still on that job How you got that promotion How that You know they want to get you fired And it seems like they can't do nothing I need you to look at your neighbor and say it's favor baby It's favor, it's favor I got a God that looks out for me I got a God that protects me I'm living my life off of favor I need the favor people in this house To go ahead, throw your hands up, throw your head back And tell God thank you for the favor You put on my life car, favor. That house, favor. That relationship, favor. And the more I lift him up, the more he releases favor on my life. I need you to take five seconds, open up your mouth, and give God praise for the favor you've been walking in. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. We are not born with the trait of good stewardship. We're just not born with it. You were small, they said, only eat three cookies, you want it four. You were small, growing up, they said, your lunch is for lunchtime, you eat it at breakfast. Because we're not good, we don't come with the trait of good stewardship. We want what we want now. Okay? But being a wise steward is a trait that we can grow and develop. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go through another season, watch this, of getting it and losing it. I don't don't want to go through another season of God making the way and I mismanage the miracle. I don't want to pray and pray and pray and when God makes the way, I waste the open door. In this season of an open heaven, I pray for the wisdom needed to handle what God is passing out. Somebody lift your hands. Lord, I pray for wisdom right now over my life, that what you're getting ready to release over my life, I'm not, I will not mismanage it. Every time you send me, I'm going to make sure I know exactly where it's going. Every time you bless me with something, I'm not going to mismanage it. I'm going to take care of it because I know that this might not come around again. So while I have it, give me the wisdom to handle it. I want wisdom in how to handle my increase. I want wisdom in maintaining relationships. Let's go to Matthew, 24: chapter, verse number 3. Matthew 24, verse number 3. I got to move. Matthew 24, verse number 3. And I want you to keep your Bibles open because we're going to hang out in Matthew 24 and 25 just for a minute. Matthew 24, verse number 3. Is this blessing anybody? Yeah. Matthew 24, verse number 3. The Bible says, New Living Translation puts it like this. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us when all this will happen. What sign will you signal your return? and the end of the world. Uh, Watch this. I need you to stay with this. Jesus has been talking about how he was going to leave them, but he said, I'm going to return. And disciples wanted to know, what's the sign uh, that we should look for at the end of the world? Jesus says in chapter 24, you're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars. You're going to hear about sin being rampant, and many will be deceived. But those that endure to the end, Jesus says, will be saved. Then Jesus says, I will give you a sign of what the end will look like. But Jesus says, watch this, don't worry about that. Here's what you should expect to experience and how to faithfully live your life in the meantime. Uh, the church is obsessed with end time. We, we, are, we are so obsessed with with uh, eschatology, what the end time going to be. we looking for the end time. Jesus said, I don't even know when the Lord is going to release me back. But he, here, here, here's here's what I need you to do. Here's how I need you to live in the meantime. Watch this. Uh, Go to Matthew 25. Go over one more chapter. Matthew 25, verse number 14. Matthew 25, verse number 14. I want you to see this. The Bible says, again, are y'all with me? Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Verse 15, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Watch this. Um, in this text, one bag of silver is equivalent to today's time, catch this, of 30 years of a labor's wage. That was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. Okay, so I need I need y'all to help me. Come here, David. Come here. Come here. Come here, David. Come in deep. Come in deep. Come here. Come here come here, come, here come here. come here. All right. All right. Um, I need y'all to stand right here. Come on, stand right here. Come on. Yo, yo, you two. Come on. It was three of them. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Watch this. All right. It's three of y'all. Amen. He got the Bible. He's so deep. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hold it. We bless God. The word have I hidden in my heart. Amen. That I might not sin against Thee. All right. All right. Y'all with me? All right. So he gave the first man how many bags? Is that what the text say? Okay, so let's, one, two, three, four, five. You got it? All right. He gave the next man how many? Two. Two. All right. One, two. Amen. All right. He gave the last one. How many? One. One. Watch this. (laughs) You in the spirit. Because that's how we look. When we see other people getting blessed with what we want. Thank you. That's exactly what I needed. Because you can't understand how you come to church and be this faithful. Yet you see other people who ain't living half of what you live in. And they got so much more. How is it that I can serve God? That I can preach every Sunday? Eh, and I, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Not bad, you know. But you see other people prospering, And they living wicked lives. I'm at home fasting and praying. Crying out to the Lord. And they getting it in. Amber, I will talk to you this whole service because you know what I'm talking about. How is it? Watch this. Here it is. He gave one five. He gave another two. He gave the last one one. The Bible says he divided it, watch this, according to their abilities. Here's the problem. It may not seem fair. Why didn't all of them get an equal share? Why, why, Why we couldn't spread this out equally? Question. Just want you to think: If you had Oprah money, would you trust Oprah money with irresponsible people? Here's the revelation. You ready? You ready? So if you wouldn't trust Oprah money with irresponsible people, nor will God. Okay. Could it be? Watch this. That God has not given you more because he knows you can't handle it yet. (laughs) Because here's what I've discovered. You ready for this revelation? God will not bless us with anything that will bind us. He will not bless us with anything that will self-destruct us. Some things God has not released because we are not mature enough to have that. And have him at the same time you miss what I just said some things God ain't gonna release cuz he know if I give it to you you'll forsake me you won't even know me no more if I bless you real good you'll start attributing what you got to everything and everybody else now it ain't to God be the glory now it's good vibes now it's positive energy that got it. You ain't that positive. (sighs) Watch this. He gave one five. He gave one two. He gave one one. Watch this. So God says, I will withhold some blessings until you mature in your faith. God told me to announce to you, That in this season of an open heaven, because you were faithful with little, because you were disciplined on not much money, because you managed the season of less, God says you're getting ready to qualify for more. I ain't got nobody right there. God says, watch this, because you handled the little job you had and the little money you had and you faithfully gave and you faithfully tied and you kept on serving. God says, now, because you did that over the small stuff, I can bless you with more. I need somebody here to say, hey, that means I got some big stuff on the way because I've been faithful over a few things. God is getting ready to make me ruler over many. I need those people that say, I qualify for more to open up your mouth and give God glory. Like you believe, I done served, I done sold, I gave sacrificially. Now God is getting ready to bless me with more. All right, all right, here's what, here's what got me. Here's what got me. Here's what got me. One, two, five. Now, God blessed you with one and kept you at one. Here is the tension of what the Lord gives you. Watch this. Here's number two. Write this down. You got to be content with what God has entrusted to you. Be content. Be content. Be content. Be content. All right. Watch this. Be content. Let me take this chair just for a minute. Uh, I want you to be content. Um, the problem is, this is how I get you every single time. If you got one, you're looking at the one with five and saying, well, why he get that? I deserve. Watch this. No, here's what you do. You plot on their money of how you would do it
1: better.
0: Okay, they don't like me now. Um. You 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 say, watch this. You already got a plan if you hit the number. They old school. They don't understand what hit the number. If you win the lottery. I know sometimes I go way back. Y'all just, your face look young. You already got a plan. You plot now. I'm going to spend this much in my house. I'm going to make sure I'm going to this much to my mama now. I, I'm going to make sure I'm going to do I Now, don't ask me for nothing. I'm going to get this, I'm going to get a church this much. I believe it when I see it. Watch this. Contentment means, watch this, that you got one bag, go ahead and sit down, and you rest in what you got. You don't, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You can take the one bag and be content with it. Contentment don't mean I don't want more. Contentment means I rest in the fact that I serve a God that can give me more. I ain't got to kill myself trying to be five. Watch this. Because five has learned how to manage five faithfully. And here's the problem and what you don't like is five is doing it without sweating. So now you think you can do it. I wish the Lord blessed me with a husband. I had to listen. I ain't going to be like her. You ain't got a clue. That honeymoon over? I ain't signed up for all this. Can you be content in the season that God has you in? Can you be content that he got you in the single season right now? Can you be content that he got you as an employee season right now? Can you be content in the season that the Lord has you in? Or are you always going to be restless in your spirit? Here we go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And this is why you can't sleep. Because you ain't content. You ain't content. You ain't content. I should be living in Ponte Vedra by now. I should be a legated community. I should be a part of the university club. Mm hmm. No, I lost them right there. I done came out the hood and come, come across that water. Uh, I I, sh- I should I should, I should have a, I should be on the golf course. <laughs> Cause you're not content and you're restless. That's why you be here, there, and everywhere. That's why, here we go, you can't go in the house that God has given you and be happy all by yourself because you feel like you're missing out on something. So you hook up with friends that are beneath you. And you spend money you don't have in order to kill that restless spirit that you got. Let me help you. This is what the Lord said to me. Uh, You know, um, um, I put on on Instagram the other day and I said, Describe me in one word. I don't know why I did that, but um, (laughs) describe me in one word. And one of my members, one of my members, who's been a member of this church for a very long time, sent back this word, shopaholic. (laughs) What do you mean, April? I mean, what do you mean? is how the Lord got me, and I got offended, (laughs) Danielle, I got offended, how dare you call me a shopaholic, and I'm putting this sermon together, and the Lord said, you trying to spin through your restlessness, can you, can you, can you, can you wear the same thing and be content? Or do you have to kill the saints every Sunday you come in? I'm
1: going
0: to kill them this week. Because when you're not content, you don't rest in what God has given you. Some of you need to look at your marriage and say, that might not be the best man and the best woman, but I'm content in what the Lord has given me. And I'm going to believe God for greater and better. This might not be the best apartment, but I believe that God got a house waiting on me somewhere. And I'm content in this. I'm going to clean up this house like it's, I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to keep it neat and tight because I'm content in what God has for me. Here we go. It's the difference between, catch this, it's the difference between if you rent a car and you borrow one from a friend. When you rent a car, you dogs it out. (laughs) Y'all ain't like me? Okay. Um, When I rent a car, I mean pedal to the floor, slam on them brakes, and then say, ooh, these some good brakes. Am I talking to anybody? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because I don't know the owner. That's budget car. That's Ava's car. I don't know them people. Watch this. When you rent a car, you don't care if your child's feet are up on the seat. When you rent a car, you don't care if they eat French fries and have it all in between the seats. Why? Because you don't know the owner. But if you rent if you if you borrowed a car from a friend, sit down. Don't eat that in here don't you open that. Wait till we get out this car. Why? Because when you know the owner, you treat it differently. You missed the revelation when you know that God is the owner you treat what he gives you differently God I wish I had somebody right there see I know who the owner is I know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof I know that God gave me everything I have so I'm going to treat it differently than the owner that I don't know God I'm not going to waste these finances I'm not going to waste this money I'm not going to waste this opportunity I'm not going to waste this job I'm going to make sure I handle it with good care Watch this I got to move quickly I got to move quickly watch this I, 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 uh, um, Matthew 25 verse number 23 watch this um, the text says that the master goes on a trip and the servant with five bags invest the money and he made a return watch this of how many more five more he took the five he had he invested it and the Lord say by the time the master came back he didn't have five bags he had ten. Watch this. The one with two bags. Watch this. Now you ain't resting no more. Get on up. Get on up. That was just my example. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Um, go ahead. Stand right there. The one with two bags. How many did he did he, he he invested in? How many did he have extra? Two more. So he has a total of how many? Four. Four. But the Bible says, the one with one bag. He hid it. Bible says, watch this, watch this, Um, I hit it because I knew you was a hard master. Okay, stay right there, stay right there. 25 verse number 23, the master said, watch this, well done, y'all too, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling a small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Catch this, King James says, enter into the joy of the Lord. Y'all heard that before? Enter into the joy of the Lord. I looked that up. And do you know what that means? That literally means, catch this, enter into more responsibilities with joy. Okay. More responsibilities with less stress. God is saying to us, why would I give you more when what you have now you live in misery? I want more, I want more. You miserable with what you already got. I'm sick of this job. I'm tired of this house. Tired of going up there to this church. Why are you gonna bless you with more? Revelation. The Lord said this to me. Cece, this thing messed me up. I remember one time, a member came to me and they, they operated in the ministry, they were a leader. And every time I would talk to them, they would always have a complaint, a problem, always, always something wrong, always. And I took them out of leadership. And after a while, they left the church. Came to me, they said, Pastor, I'm leaving. I said, why are you leaving? I'm leaving because you're not using me. Okay, I'm confused. Because when I use you, You were always complaining. When I used you, you always had a problem with everything. So I figured you need to sit down and heal before you can be used again. Because if I take a towel and I wet it up real good, I can't go dry something off if it's already wet. Sometimes I need to take the towel, wash it, Let it go through the dryer so that it can get get back to its natural state so that it can be used again. And God is saying, how is it that you expect me to give you more when you're complaining about what you already got? I'm teaching good today. How how I'm going to give you more if you're complaining? How I'm going to give you more and you already got a problem? You're going to go to work tomorrow and not speak to nobody, but you want a promotion. I'm tired of being by myself, but you nasty. You don't know how to talk to people. You rude. Lord, give me more. Why? You miserable with what you already got. I ain't going to bless you with more. And you know what we, we do with our children? Cause we look at our children and say, when you stop all that whining, that's when I'll give it to you. When you stop all that crying, that's when I'll give it to you. And that's what we do to God. <laughs> I'm tired of all this. But God bless me with more. Why? You're not managing what you already got. He says, well done, that good and faithful servants. You made an increase. You made an increase. You got what you just had. Watch this. Why would I give you more when you complain about it? God said, I'm not going to bless you with more to make you more miserable. But when you can take the job and you have joy with it, when you can take the money you have now and have joy with it, God is looking for someone that can take more responsibilities with joy. What I'm trying to tell you, keep your praise up. Keep your worship up always have a praise on your lips that even when they're getting on your nerves you know how to step back and say well Lord I thank you you are wonderful in all your ways Come on, I wish I had somebody that really felt me right there. That sometimes when people are working your last nerve, you got to take a pause for the cause and say, God, I give you the glory and I give you the praise. Because it used to be a time I didn't even have no job. I didn't even know how I was going to make ends meet. But now you done gave me this job. Yeah, they getting on my nerves, but you're still wonderful. You're still great. Is there anybody here that know how to take a bathroom break, know how to go out in their car and just say, God, I bless you. I give you the glory. And by the time you get done with praising, you go back to that job. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Good to see you, child come here girl here's five dollars for lunch cause God wants to see how you gonna handle your attitude can I bless you with more and you keep your praise up can I give you more and you keep your praise up alright watch what he says Watch what he says, verse number 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver cane said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you did not plant, and gathering crops you did not cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, verse number 26, You wicked and lazy servant. you wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit the money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. What you doing with the opportunity God has already given you? Some of us are praying for the next opportunity when God says, why don't you manage the one I already gave you right? This might not make you shout, but it's going to help you. Why was the master so harsh? Why was, the, why was he so, so harsh? Because he miscategorized who God was. You saw God as selfish when he was really being generous. You didn't see the opportunity I was giving you? I gave you an opportunity to work that job. I gave you an opportunity. But you minimized your blessing because it didn't come the way that you thought it wanted to come. Verse number 28. Then he ordered, take the money from this, one, from this servant. And give it to the one with the 10 bags. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Because at least I know he'll make a return on the investment. Verse 29, to those who use well, what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have in an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now thrown this useful servant into the outer darkness where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's harsh. He's not saying if you don't handle money right, you're going to hell. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about a place of missing an opportunity that you now live in regret. You know why we can't get some praise out of you? Because you're living in regret of the opportunities you miss. You're regretting it now. If I would have did this different, if I would've made a different decision over here. Hindsight is always 2020. You can always look back and say, I should have did that differently. If I would have treated her right. God quiet. If I wouldn't have spent that money, if I would have held on to that income tax check, I wouldn't have went to that check cashing store. Mm. I want you to be quiet. So here's the review. You ready? Because the Lord said to me, I'm always a person of big vision. I always, I always see the next. And I was looking at some things that I wanted this church to do and direction I wanted the church to go into. And the Lord said, How can you expect them to finance the kingdom when they don't even take care of their own kingdom? How can you expect them to believe that the church can have much when they don't even believe for themselves that they can have much? And have much don't mean a whole bunch of zeros in your bank account. It means managing what you already have. Maybe this is the season, hear me, that cable need to come off. power that important? Is your your favorite show that important to you? That you be in bondage? Maybe there's some changes you need to make in order to live how God wants you to live. Here we go. Come on here. Maybe I can't eat out every day. As I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. (laughs) Maybe you need to get in that kitchen. I don't know how to cook. I don't get so many recipes out there. Ask somebody. Maybe this ain't the season, watch this, that I can go on the trip. Maybe I need a staycation. Because I go on a trip and come back with no peace. Because whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. Number three, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to read this. Number three. Trust that God, the God I know, knows best. Trust God, I know, knows best. I blessed you. I gave you what I felt you could handle in this season. You did nothing with it. You wasted the opportunity. So when an open heaven comes, watch this. God says, I need you to hear this, and I'm going to teach this over the next couple of weeks. God says, when an open heaven comes, I'm not going to give it to irresponsible passing it out to people that don't that won't take authority over their own flesh and say I can't do this right now come on stewards let's come out to finances maybe this is the season you need to get healthy I ain't doing all that vegan stuff honey so you'd rather take a pill to sustain than to change your eating habits. Are you going to be a good steward over your own body? Or we got to be stretched out in the hospital. Pastor, come pray for me. God says, I need you to be a good steward over what I've given you. Watch this. So in open heaven, I'm not giving it to people who are not going to be responsible. I'm going to give it to people who have been responsible in fact I'm gonna load you up with blessings I'm gonna give you so much that you gonna have overflow in your life I'm going to bless you with so much that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. I'm done. Is there anybody in here that say, I'm getting my life in order? I'm getting my finances in order. I'm believing God for more because I know that God has greater in store for my life. Is there anybody in here that believe that heaven is opening up in your direction and you are ready for God to shower down on you? Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Thank you. Let's give it up for our men helping us. Listen. Listen. God is saying that I need you to bring your life into accountability. Hear me over the next couple of weeks. Usually in the month of May, I usually do a whole piece on money management. And I bring people in here and I have them talk to you about money management. But what I realized was that I've never taught you from the biblical perspective of how to handle money and what God is requiring. And so over the next couple of weeks, even in midweek service, I'm going to be teaching the foundations, the principles of having an open heaven in your life. There's some things that you have to bring into alignment for God to bless you the way that he wants to bless you. Hear me. He's not just blessing you. He wants to bless your children's children. You are setting something up for your children's children. You know what that means? There's three generations. How many like me come from poverty? God says, I'm trying to break that off your life. But I need you to come in alignment. You need to understand you're under an open heaven. And there are opportunities, I hear you, Lord. There are opportunities that He's going to place in your path in the next 30 days. I need somebody to receive this. God says, don't waste it this time. There's some things that you have been living in regret over that you let slip through your fingers. God said, you ain't gonna let it slip this time. So God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word on today. Thank you for what you have spoken. Thank you that we are living under an open heaven and that you'll shower down blessings on us. Lift your hands and receive. Come on, lift your hands and receive it now. Receive this word. Hallelujah. God, you are our source. You give us everything that we need. There is no lack in us. There is no lack in us. I break the bondage of poverty. I break the mindset of poverty and I speak over our lives that you're bringing us into a wealthy place. I speak over our lives right now that you're settling us under an open heaven. We won't be renters always. We will own. We won't always have to pay a bill, but God, you're going to bless us with increase and overflow. You're going to bless us that we have more than enough, that we have to give it away. I need somebody to lift up your hands and receive that on today. God, I thank you right now that my Job is not my source, my job is my resource. That even if you move me to another job, you're gonna bless me with things I never expected. So, God, I thank you right now for this open heaven. I need the people of God to open up your mouth and give God glory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Come in, situation. hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to his name, come on, just sing one line of it, hallelujah, glory to your name, God. Then lift your hands. Hallelujah. bring that down Gracie move the place I need you to sing this over the people I need you to sing this over the people I need this to be sung over the people because there are miracle signs and wonders that the Lord is getting ready to release over your life come on I know I'm taking time but I need to get this in your spirit lift your hands open up your mouth and tell the Lord I receive it I receive it every miracle every sign everything that you're getting ready to release in my life hallelujah we bless your name, God. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Come on, do the vamp one more time. Do the vamp one more time. Come on. signs and wonders I decree and declare hallelujah that God is getting ready to show out in your life like never before I need you to open up your mouth and receive the blessings receive it receive it now 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 hallelujah 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 listen If you don't know Jesus for yourself, if you're unsure of your salvation, I'm going to do this quick. I need you to move out of your seat and come down to this altar. I want to pray over you. I want to pray over you. If you want to join this church, you can come now. Come on, they're coming. Come on, come on. Is there another? Is there another? Hallelujah. Come on. You want to join this church? Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, is there another? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Come on, y'all stretch your hands this way. Father, I thank you right now for the two that are making this decision on today to unite with this ministry. God, I bless you right now for this new season in their life. God, take them to another level. God, I pray right now, I had your protection around them. God, I pray right now that God, what you're getting ready to do, you're ushering them into a new season of their life so God make a way like never before let them grow in their faith God and we bless you and honor you for what you're doing in Jesus great name we pray everybody say amen Amen. hallelujah Hallelujah. glory to his name I want you uh, you got to go back to play praise the Lord Hallelujah. I want you to de- uh, take take her out. Take her. Oh, thank you. I didn't see Cece right there. Go ahead, Cece. Thank you so much. Clap your hands and let's give God glory. Hallelujah. In this atmosphere, I want to give. In this atmosphere, I want to give. Come on, I want you to prepare yourself now to give in the offering, to give the tithe, to give the offering. Come on, let's prepare ourselves to give at this time. Hallelujah. God is getting ready to do something incredible in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.